Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Ashley on Air. The topics may change, but one thing stays the same. You're going to have a damn good time. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to the sexiest woman on the airway. The one, the only, your host, Ashley. on air. I'm your host, Ashley Rogers. I'm a naturopathic practitioner and herbalist specializing in functional and energetic medicine. And today we have a pretty good show. I'm going to be talking about the gut-brain access and gut-brain connection. And this is a hot topic. I think it's been a hot topic for quite some time. But what I love about constantly exploring this topic is that we're learning more and more about it as we go. And it's becoming more and more of a viable thing that can be researched and learned about. Um, someone said they can't see my face properly. I'm not quite sure why. Alex, if you could let me know why. Alex is my moderator um, today. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know if that's any better. Um, okay, quality is fine. Okay, good. So not quite sure what that's all about. Um, so I haven't done a solo show in a couple of weeks. And so, which I, I loved having the guests on, obviously. It's so awesome to have everybody on and sharing experience and talking and chatting and learning and everything like that. But, um, hi, Joe. Uh, so I just want to kind of fill you guys in on a couple of things that's been happening, I guess, with me. So um, we'll start with uh, my face procedure, which I plan on doing a video on uh, to go more in detail about what I, you know, what I did and why I chose to do it and what led up to it, but recently, um, three weeks ago, I had a, what was called um, a balloon sinuplasty, so I don't know how, but somehow, um, all of the nasal passages in my nose, um, in the cartilage and the bone, were completely closed, and um, hi, awesome tea, Um, so I, I don't, I tried everything, I had, you know, I had stuff backed up. I, nothing had a way to get out and nothing had a way to get in. So sinus rinses, nasal rinses, all the things, nothing would have done any good for me. I did my best to clear it out, um, you know, naturopathically, but I went to an ENT who was awesome. And I was like, look, there's something anatomically not right. Something's definitely going on because this should not be happening to my sinuses. I'm compl- I never get sick. I never, I'm, com- you know, I'm super healthy. You know, and I'm like, so I don't, something's going on. So he took a look. He's like, yeah, you're completely closed off. Like, let's do this procedure. After a couple of things we tried, but, of course, it didn't work. And anyway, so I was like, all right, you know, I guess I'm a pretty good candidate for it. And so so I'm thinking it's just going to be go and, you know, I sit in this chair and they stick a balloon and blow up the balloon and that'll be that. And it was slightly more invasive than that. Um <laughs> It involved a lot of, um, you know, numbing uh, medication inside my sinuses. It packed me full of what looked like these long string tampons, like, in my face, all the way back into here. When he finally, you know, he moved it around and stuff and got it. So he numbed me all up and then put more gel in there to numb it. And um, I'll do, again, I'll do a, a different video on more detail about it, but it was a lot more invasive than I thought. I mean, there were like bones moving and cartilage moving and things. And I was like, um, okay, so what is that? But 
immediately, even though, and right now I caught, I picked something up at the gym, but I could still breathe fine. Um, immediately afterwards, I could, I could breathe. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like to get filtered air to your lungs. And so, you know, um, you people with, I, I work with people with chronic, um, you know, sinusitis, um, rhinositis all the time. And, uh, you know, we're able usually to clear it up with diet and, and a couple of things that don't involve Western medicine, but I knew for myself that I needed some help because there was something going on where nothing's going in or out. So it was it was helpful for me to go through that process if I can help people, you know, in in the future if they need that done to get it done. But um, yeah, it was it was intense. And that night I had a huge headache, and <laughs> it was interesting, you know, um, a lot of the old things that were in there that were stuck got to come out and that felt really satisfying. So, um, you know, I, I, I know I had been saying like I had a face procedure, I had a face procedure and a lot of people were like, what, you had plastic surgery? Like, no one had plastic surgery, even though, you know, if that's what you want to do, if that's your thing, there's no judgment here. But, um, you know, so with that being said, all of that, I recently, um, I had a kind of a personal encounter with the gut brain connection and what's going on with that. Because, you know, after the surgery, because everything is open, I did um, have to take antibiotics and I chose to take the antibiotics because I knew the risks of severe infection. So, you know, there, there were risks um, as far as taking the antibiotics, but there were benefits you know, way up here more so that, you know, I, I did, I was more susceptible to something that would be really detrimental to my health as far as like getting in my nose and all the things exposed. And um, so I, I ended up taking them, not a, a huge dose. And I, and I, the doctor I worked with, he knows me, he knows my, um, you know, my profession, my career. And I was like, ah, and he's like, how about we just do, you know, and so he gave my, me, a dose based on me, based on what I needed, and I'm not recommending this for anybody else, um, you know, and it was just for a few days, and it was a very short dose and very low dose, uh, and then, you know, obviously, I ended up healing myself with all the, you know, natural things, and CBD, and, um, you know, myself. It was, it was a really neat experience, but I, but because of that, even that very short amount of time taking antibiotics, I, I changed a little bit. Like I, I, I could tell in my stomach, I could immediately tell in my mind and the gut brain connection is so huge. Um, and I, I know that a lot of you are aware, you know, of, of how important it is, but it's like, you, you know, there are some interesting facts and there are some things that we can do. So um, anyway, uh, so we're kind of veering off the subject. Uh, another thing is <laughs> I'm just kind of trying to fill you guys in on all the things. Um, Travis and I were doing podcasts every weekend. Uh, we had to kind of take a break from that just from the procedures, and we have a lot of things kind of going on. Uh, we got to do like two or three and then had to take a break, which we feel really bad about, but we'll start doing those again as well um, on Saturdays. And if not Saturdays, we'll find a time. But we're really torn between – hi, Tyson – between doing, you know, the podcasts, which we love, and, you know, doing them live with you guys and just doing vlogs. Like, we really love doing the vlogs, too. So, you know, we're trying to find our balance. So we're really, really trying YouTube. The face of YouTube has changed a lot, which is not really for us because we never showed our kids or had our kids involved. But YouTube is, is still changing a lot on a different other fronts. And so a lot of different other – I don't know if I said that right. Um, so we're really – we're trying. We, but we love YouTube. We love you guys. And obviously we love Vlog Talk Radio and doing the show live and all the fun things. So, um so that's that. Um, Sheikah and I, my best friend slash trainer, gym partner, 
Uh, we started a 45-day sleigh challenge. We started it last Thursday, and I've already lost two pounds. Uh, not that my goal is to really lose a ton of weight, but because of, um, you know, everything going on with my nose and uh, a couple of things from the past couple of years, I packed on some extra pounds that I, I don't really want from stress and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I like to be fit. And I like to be confident in my body and stuff like that. So doing this is really helping. Again, I already lost two pounds. So the 45-day sleigh challenge, I'll tell you guys, just in case you would be interested in joining. Um, you can join. You can start at any time, really. We we set it on Thursday, and we talked about it, like, in the sauna. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, yeah, let's start Monday. And then I texted her later. I'm like, why the F would we start on Monday when we did all the things today? Let's make today day one. So we made Thursday day one. So it's 45 days of working out every day so you have your regular workout it could just be like three sets of three sets of different you know things um okay so three different sets of things with uh, like 30 seconds each but you repeat that three times so that's usually our workout and then we go do 45 minutes of cardio 45 minutes is a lot but it's a 45 day challenge it's not forever so remember a challenge the point of a challenge is to push yourself right so you push yourself and you do things you would normally do every single day so we're doing 45 minutes of cardio every day. We are drinking a gallon of water every day, which you should at least drink half your weight in ounces um, is what I usually recommend for people. Drinking lots and lots of water is very good for you. Um, there are certain cases where I do not recommend drinking a gallon of water a day. If you're on certain medications, if you're on certain supplements, if you're going through certain conditions, it can really dilute things. It can really bog down the kidneys. So always, always work with professionals to see how much water you can drink a day. Um, and then we're doing um, 100 crunches at least. We're going to work our way up. And then we're doing one minute of plank at least. But we were already up to a minute and 20 seconds of planks every day after our workout. So we're really trying to just build on that. And then, um, yeah, for 45 days, every single day. And so we're on day seven, like I said, and it's, I feel amazing. I guess, I don't know if you can hear my voice, but I can breathe in my nose. I've been working out. I'm doing 45 minutes of cardio. I have all this energy. I'm like, I'm like a little energizer bunny right now all the time. <laughs> it feels so good to have this energy at night at nine o'clock though, maybe like nine 30. I'm out. I'm like out, out. Hi ZJ. Thanks for joining us. Thank you everybody for joining us. Um, yeah. Sheikah is definitely spirit animal material. She is an animal. She is like the best funniest person. <laughs> She's the best workout partner to have and the best like person to have in your corner for so many things. So I'm so grateful to have her. And um, yeah. So um, so that's that. And then obviously I brought in the, uh, the cryo skin. Yeah. I love that she pushes me too. I brought in, um, oh, hold on. When I was in the military, they told us two liters, no more your thoughts. Well, okay. So I don't know about military, uh, speak, but it makes sense for certain situations. You don't want to have to be peeing all the time for one. Um, if you're, if you're really trying, if like, if you're, if you're in the military and you're actively on things that you're, that are trying to prevent, um, uh, let's say diseases or like um, viruses and things like that, like you have vaccinations and I don't even, there, there are all, I mean, there's literally so many factors, but um, I'm sure the military is doing that not to water you down, to make sure that you're, you know, um, you know, your body's handling all the things that you're having to take, um, you know, but if you're in the middle of the heat, you know, there's really, there's really that also that sweat dehydration factor as well. So it really is so dependent on the situation. Um, and then I got another question, how to detox the body from nicotine. 
Um, that is that is actually a great question. I can't give real like medical advice without knowing a lot of information, but I do work a lot with addiction and detox. Um, I have a lot of clients who um, detox under my supervision, and it's something that's actually kind of near and dear to my heart. I grew up in addiction and, um, you know, <clears throat> seeing people who were addicted and what the disease does. And, um, you know, I'm still learning, but there are – and it will, I'm sure it will always evolve and change, but – um, I do I do work a lot in detox and nicotine is nicotine is one of the hardest but I'm really glad that you want to quit so what I would first start doing is just you know it, it, figure out what's best for your body um, if a gradient process is better for you you know start just by decreasing day by day um, until you get to a goal of you know obviously eventually not um, if you are a cold turkey person then cold turkey it, you know, and, and really just treat your body well. Niacinamide, which is B3, a really, really high dose of niacinamide every single day is going to help push that nicotine. That one in particular is really good for pushing nicotine out of the body really quick. It binds to the nicotine, to the tar, to all the toxins um, in the body, and it helps push them out faster. Now, this is not a two- or three-day thing. You're going to have to take the niacinamide probably, you know, in high doses, and that's also up to your healthcare professional, or you can do a consultation with me however you prefer. Um, but it will take quite some time. But that is the best way to get it out of your body faster so your body stops craving it. And that's actually a really good um, correlation to the gut-brain connection <clears throat> because depending on how long you've been smoking for, your gut, the, the condition of your guts and the tar, the nicotine, your lungs as well, so lungs communicate to the stomach. Stomach and the brain have a bi-directional communication. And so your your gut is the one now that is that has told your brain that you need the cigarettes. And then your brain turns right back around and then you get it, right? So your your brain signals you it's time to smoke. And then it turns right back around and goes right back the other way and tells your stomach this is what we need. So Cleaning up your gut is going to be huge, you know, as well. So, you know, probiotics, really just cleaning out and, and really stripping that out and detoxing, sweating it, binding it. So what we want to do is, is kind of not kill because we're not working like on a parasitic basis, but you want to bind all the toxins that are, that are currently making you crave it, and then you want to sweat it out. You want to get it out as much as possible. So that would be a situation where you could drink a ton of water, sweat a bunch, get some really good sleep, and that should help you with the cravings. But as far as anything else that would go into any deeper than that, I would need more details. But good luck. Six months is um, – it's not as long as some people have been. Six months is, is enough time for your body to, um, you know, want it. But, um, you know, so – okay. Anyways, so I'm going to do my segment, This Not That, and then I'll answer more questions, and we'll talk about more gut-brain health. So this week I am taking away – what? Oh, my God. Alex – be done with this idiot. Um, so I am taking away your lovely, beloved, delicious smelling laundry detergent because guess what? In the average laundry detergent, there are over, even, even chemicals that aren't disclosed, there are over 100 chemicals. The majority of them are carcinogenic especially the fragrances. What we love so much about how laundry detergent smells amazing. This was a hard one for me at first. I mean, cause, and this goes back to when I was 
in my early 20s, okay? I was upset. I was, you know, I was living in alone from 18. I was doing my own laundry, and it sounds ridiculous. Hi, John. Uh, but I, I loved it. I loved doing laundry. I loved the smell of it. I loved the way it made the house smell and all the things. And that might be a woman thing. I'm not really sure. But I, but it eventually got to the point where I got so sensitive to the smell of it, the chemicals that even to this day, I cannot, I have a really hard time walking down the aisle, like if I'm going to Target or wherever I'm shopping. Now I get my, most of my stuff at like a Sprouts or a Whole Foods. Uh, but if I have to go to Target and, and get a detergent, then I'm like, oh, it's like, mm. I, you know, you really got to find, and I know that that's a really tough one, and you guys are like, what is just laundry detergent? Why does it matter? Well, the laundry does not, obviously, filter all of that out, and so it's sitting directly on your skin all day long, and I always say, if you put it on your skin, you might as well be putting it in your mouth, so it's like you're eating these things, or eating, yeah, you're ingesting these chemicals, um, absorbing them through your skin all day long. Well, what does that do? Well, for one, it's skin irritant. So if you ever get like mysterious rashes or if you're prone to psoriasis or eczema, then you're going to have a harder time with detergents. You know, sensitive skin, I think, is an obvious thing. You know, you have to use things that are fragrance-free, dye-free, and all of that. But for those of us who are just walking around thinking, oh, my clothes smell so good because of this Tide or this Cheer or whatever it is that you use, you know, you're also, even though you might not realize it at the time, you're disrupting your endocrine. So your endocrine, so your thyroid and all the things that make your hormones. So if you're thinking, you know, maybe I do get a little moody or a little more tired. or I mean, there's really all these little things, but the little things really add up to the big things. So, um, again, use my advice and use the Think Dirty app when you go to the store. Don't use conventional detergent anymore. And I want to see you guys using those. So there's plenty of options now. Seventh generation is a really good one. It ranks usually a zero to a three, which is very clean. They're 97% plant-based, and they still smell good, and they get your clothes clean. They use, like, oxygen power and all these different types of things to get the clothes clean. I know you're wondering, like, well, how do my clothes get clean? Your clothes are going to get clean with the power of the plants and the soap if they use Castile or whatever it is that they use. You also have options of using essential oils. And then they have, they also make, they make everything. They make like uh, fabric softener and they make, you know, the little fabric sheets that go in the dryer that smell really good. So if you're worried about the smell, whatever. But I would, and, and you know, there was a reason why they made like baby stuff, like dressed and things like that. Even those I cringe. Like whenever it comes to the kiddos and the babies, you want to be really careful about what they're inhaling and you know, what they're wearing on their skin, because that stuff is going to stick with them for a long time. It's going to be a determinant of things to come in the long haul. But for you right now, you know, I'm really just trying to help you detox your house, detox your life, and put all the little pieces of the puzzle together so that you are living optimally, you're aging optimally. We all know that I love at SoCal Natural Health, you know, optimal aging, and all of those things start when we're born, truly especially up into the, like, from 1 to 18, and then it gets serious. Um, okay, so one person asked me if I watched The Battle of Winterfell. I did watch it. So good, of course. I love Game of Thrones. It's my favorite. Um, so, yeah, so I'm taking away your laundry suit this week. And if you guys have any other questions on that, let me know. I, you know what? And another thing I want to say, that if you're watching the show or if you watch it later, if you listen later on iTunes, if there's a good point that, that resonates with you or there's something you just want to share your excitement about the show, 
I love to see you guys' feedback on my email, on my Instagram, on your stories, on your timeline, whatever it may be. Just please tag me in it so I can share it with everybody else and we can help spread the word about, you know, the show and SoCal National Health and Hi Chester and everything we're trying to do here because, you know, there's, there's some good information and I feel like a lot of people could have some fun while learning and empowering themselves. So please share, you know, if, if you find it, um, you know, uh, helpful and interesting and fun and something that you want to share with your people, then please do on social media. Just tag me and then I'll be able to share it and uh, we can kind of create some hype. But all right, so let's see. You guys hear me? I'm like energized with honey. I have so much energy. I feel amazing. Uh, all right, so gut brain connection. I just knocked over my husband's Nerf gun. I can't go any low. Okay, so what is the gut brain connection? A lot of, and again, a lot of people know, you know, what what goes on in our in our stomachs is a direct reflection of our mood sometimes. Um, and this has a lot to do with a lot of different things, um, you know, deficiencies, and you know, we'll get into where it starts and and all of that. But basically, it's interactions between your microbiome, and if you don't know what your microbiome is, that is the environment in your stomach. There are billions and billions and many <laughs> can't even count um, organisms that live in your stomach. Some are bad, some are good. You need both bad and good to live in homeostasis, to live in balance. So you do want bad bacteria and you do want good bacteria. When that gets out of balance and overgrown with too much bad bacteria, or even if you don't have enough bad bacteria, because they do serve a very specific purpose in there, then you know that, that becomes a, an imbalance and we'll get to why later. Those, that, those microorganisms have the ability to speak directly to your enteric central nervous system. So, or your enteric and your central nervous system. So think, you know, your hippocampus, your hypothalamus, it has the ability to speak to those things directly. Well, those two parts of the brain are linked to mood, um, you know, other mental um, dysfunctions, and several other um, items as well. So that has a direct, you know, reflection of um, you know, intestinal function by the way someone's mood is or their mental state. So, my um, So, so anyway, so dysbiosis of the stomach has been directly linked to brain disorders such as autism and anxiety and depression, and those are the two biggest ones. There are a lot we could cover a lot, um, but I don't really have time in the amount of this show. So I will just say that if you yourself or you have children or you know somebody who does or whatever, someone in your family, I would suggest getting um, the GAPS diet book. And it is, um, the GAPS diet is the gut, oh, I can't even, uh, it is, oh, I can't even think of, anyway, it's called G-A-P-S, GAPS diet. I forgot, I was trying to think of who wrote it. But it was one of the, the books that I read in school that kind of changed the way that I felt about the gut-brain connection. It has been scientifically linked to um, ADHD, again, depression, anxiety, um, seizures, and all different kinds of things. And what we're finding in, um, let's just say, autism, for instance. So they have been doing MRIs of, they have been doing MRIs of, um, um, Pregnant women, you know, in in um, in the uh, sorry, in the baby in the womb, 
and they're finding that there are parts of the brain that would be affected by autism. Um, it, it does start in the womb. So there are theories that, you know, of it coming, um, you know, later after a couple of things form, or maybe they're exposed to vaccines and environmental toxins, which, yes, that does accentuate it or maybe sort of, I don't want to say activate it, but there is a certain, um, there is a certain uh, shape to this part of the brain that will be affected by that. Now, with that being said, we go back to mitochondrial health of the mother and the mother's mother. So in functional medicine, we have always gone back to grandma, usually, you know, mostly, obviously on mom's side. So we go back to there and we link, like, how was her stomach? What was her conditions? What did she eat? What was her diet? How did she pass if she's, if she's passed? Um, all different kinds of factors, and we're learning that that is directly linked to the child, boy or girl, from the grandmother. So it does start, the health does start of the stomach of mental health and everything. So, for instance, for me right now, my health has, is going to have a direct effect on my daughter's and my son's children, maybe more so my daughter's, because it, we're finding it is more of a maternal thing, um, but my son's as well. Because when he was in my belly, that's when all of his stuff formed and whatever. So anyway, we'll get, we'll get there. So I anyway, uh, so I had said that it is a bi-directional communication. So, um, you know, autism again. We're finding what we can in autism and even anxiety and depression from a young age. Not necessarily the texture of the intestinal wall, but there are um, what we call villi that live in and they're like this. So here's the intestinal wall. And here's the villi. And this is um, their communication. They're signaling to the brain. Um, they are uh, responsible for filtering the stomach. So in a normal person, their villi is, you know, is, some, is somewhat, you know, relatively easy for things to pass through. Okay. They're pretty wide. And they filter things pretty normally. And then things pass through. So they, so essentially, things are, you know, moving through. If it's food, it should be good food. Even if it's bad food, if there's bacteria or anything else, the bacteria will get stuck in here um, until the villi know what to do with it, and then they can dispose of it properly. Someone with, let's say, autism or any other mental um, disorders, or even when someone forms severe anxiety or depression a little bit later in life, we're finding that their villi is almost double in length and thicker. So you can imagine that nothing is really able to, you know, to move through and that villi is not able to filter correctly because it's just, it's, you know, it's a little abnormal, right? Not seeking on autism anymore because that is, that's something kind of all to itself, but we are seeing every single child that's been tested, the intestinal lining is, you know, is, is that way, the villi. Are bigger, at least, even if it's just in one spot of the intestine, um, then you know it's every single person, every single um, person they've tested so far has had that. Um, but going forward later in life, we're also finding that it's almost the same thing. And so it's with environmental toxins, it's with the diet, it's not getting enough sun, not having enough vitamin D, which is a precursor to several different functionalities in the body. And obviously we get that from the sun, but if we can't get the sun, we're going to need to be supplementing with that as well. Um, and then 
you know, and with that bad environment, with that, you know, microbiome being in dysbiosis, so now it's not in imbalance anymore, then we're not absorbing the nutrients that we need from our food. So it really is not going to matter at that point. You could take all the probiotics that you want. You could eat as well as you want. But when it gets to a certain point, the gut-brain axis just says, you know what, at this point, you just keep giving us the bad food because that's what we need to you know, that's what we're surviving on. That's what we need. <clears throat> so it's like um, the battle is finding out, you know, how, you know, what your root cause is and, and essentially fixing it, you know, with, well, with supplementation, but with, there's other, diff a lot of different things as well, but not everybody is going to have dysbiosis for the same reasons. So that's why it's so important to, to kind of know this information and be able to say, hey, to your healthcare professional or whatever you choose, you know, I, I've been exposed to, you know, A, B, C, and D, and I think that I could have some, some gut issues. But gut issues is, like, the hugest topic right now, and it's, it's literally linked to everything, everything. You know, when, when someone comes in, and it's very rare that I don't look at their stomach first, where they're like, oh, I, you know, um, I'm super tired all the time, and, you know, I'm only, I'm very young, you know, let's say 30, and I, I don't know what's going on with me. And, I'm, you know, we are always looking at the stomach, always. Um, parasites, overgrowth of candida, mycotoxins, which is your exposure to mold. The exposure to mold have these little, you know, obviously teeny tiny little spores. You inhale them. If you eat them and, you know, foods have mold like corn and barley and a few others are super high in mold content, even though you might not realize it. Um, and especially corn. Like, you can stay away from corn. Please stay away from corn. Um, but, you know, and, and you eat that, and eventually it's going, to, it's going to reshape your intestinal lining. It's going to change the, completely change the environment of your stomach. <clears throat> and if you think that the environment of your stomach has nothing to do with your brain, there is a doc named Doc Amen. It's D-O-C underscore A, like Amen, like if you're going to church, A-M-E-N. He shows slides all the time, of course, on, you know, addiction and, you know, alcohol use and all these things of the brain, scans of the brain, where they're, you know, um, you know, you can tell the effects. But he also does a lot of research on, you know, what type of bacteria had to have, have formed in the gut to have made it past that barrier to also kind of, you know, um, I don't want to say if he formed the brain, but to affect the brain negatively. So I love following him and his stuff because he's really big on the gut-brain connection and um, and knowing, like, the difference between a mental illness and, you know, what just needs to be balanced in the body. Uh, and, then, and then the stomach eventually, in turn, affects other organs. So now we're looking at the liver. Now we're looking at the stomach and the pancreas. And believe it or not, a lot of the time when someone comes to me, I don't know about other practitioners, but if, if I do, like, a mood assessment, and if, if so many things, like there's like a point system, and if so many things rank up under, you know, one column, then I'll know what's, which digestive organ is out of balance and so forth and so forth. So, for instance, for someone who has really bad mood swings, um, who is very irritable, but they don't know, like, exactly what, just for no reason, like, oh, the dog is breathing too loud and it's super irritable or, you know, short-tempered with their kids, don't have a lot of energy, you know, to hang out with their kids anymore, um, which there are several factors I'm speaking directly on right now, gut health. Um, but, you know, just 
just snapping when they wouldn't normally snap, uh, you know, just several different things, um, you know, like fidgeting and like I do, I fidget, uh, but, but fidgeting in a different sense, you know, constantly having to be moving and touching and making noise, all of these types of um, things in this one category is linked to liver stagnation and something bogging down the liver. That could be parasites, that could be mold, that could be several different things, but the good thing about it is that we get to get to the root cause and figure out why, but that does tell me that you're, if you're irritable like that, your liver is hot, your liver is inflamed. There are several, Alan asked a great question, and I will get to this a little bit later, but I'll touch on it now. There are tests. There are very specific tests, and your healthcare professional better know what they're looking for because it's going to go beyond CMP, you know, what's going on in your blood. It's going to go beyond, you know, CBC, and, um, you know, it's going to go beyond a lot of things, but but a couple of those things put together with some other things, um, it really, really can shine a light on, you know, how your stomach is going. The best, the best way, and again, we'll get to it later, that would be a fecal sample. And I know that sounds a little bit much, but it's seriously, from the blood, yes, we'll get like antibodies from parasites or uh, mold or candida. But if we can take a fecal sample, then we can test several different organisms within the body, the good and the bad. And then, you know, we can really get a good idea from there. And there's really good options, easy ones. They're sent to your house. You have to have a healthcare professional like myself um, order it and send it to you. Uh, but it's seriously, it's it's really easy and it's like, anyway. So I'll touch on that just a little bit later because there are some specific things to look for, certain protozoa, certain things like that. Um, so let me see. I have some notes over here. All right, so the bidirectional network, just to let you guys know, it does not in just include the brain. I mean, there are certain parts of the brain, obviously, that are more susceptible to these communication signals, but it includes the central nervous system. It includes the brain and the spinal cord. So have you ever, so, I, so one of my um, perception, um, receptors was a chiropractor, and I loved working with him because I learned so much about how the spine is connected to every single organ in the body. And my favorite thing was, because what I do, was learning about how, you know, parts of the spinal cord and the, and the spine get um, subluxation because of what's going on internally and in the stomach in particular. And I would, I would be, I, I helped him for a while. I did my own thing in SoCal in the office, and I helped him also for a while um, with, with his patients and his overflow. And there were so many people that, um, that uh, had the middle back issues, the mid back, and they were really hard to get to. And we were finding that once they were able to, with the, you know, obviously the release of the spine, but, um, you know, fixing their stomach as well with some probiotics and some other things, depending on what they needed, you know, they were really able to release that pain. And I, myself, knowing that I had, you know, I had a little bit of pain, um, you know, in a certain area of my back, and I'm like, oh, that, that kind of signals me to know that there's something going on, you know, with my stomach, like from stomach to gallbladder, and I had some blockages and things like that. So it's just very interesting to to know that, you know, the spinal cord is directly infected, and then also that in turn kind of gets your vertebrae involved. So the body is all connected. Um, it is the autonomic nervous system. So that's your fight-or-flight response. So that is basically how your body responds, responds to stress. 
that is, you know, are you going to take this head on or are you going to run from it? It is literally how your body sets up mentally to either fight or fly. So that is, that is to me, that is pretty huge and pretty nerdy because I think it's very interesting. Um, and then the pituitary HPA axis, which I think is, is quite obvious, but um, the, the pituitary gland, so we know, I talk about three, hold on a second, now you can check your well, thank you so much, Alan. That's very sweet. I'm so glad you're here, and thank your yoga instructor for me. Um, that's so cool. I love hearing that. So grateful for you guys. Namaste. Um, uh, obviously, okay, so I talk about the three magic elixirs. We have sun, sleep, and sweat. Okay, so sun and sleep are going to be the two biggest factors for, um, you know, cleaning out your brain of those harmful proteins and the things that could be bogging it down. And then obviously the sun, the pituitary, the sun and the pituitary gland are like BFFs, right? So if you're getting the right amount of sun, this should help a lot with that. But that whole, you know, dysbiosis of the stomach has on the pituitary gland is that it causes the pituitary gland to actually uh, secrete more cortisol. And if you have an overflow of cortisol, lots of things are going to happen. You're going to gain weight. You're going to gain that sticky fat in your stomach that communicates to the rest of the body that, you know, you need an overload of toxins. So it's going to, it's going to actually accentuate things. If you have a sugar addiction, if you have an alcohol addiction or an alcohol habit, um, drugs, nicotine, um, you know, whatever it may be, you know, sugar is the biggest one, you know, so it's going to pack on that fat in the, in the waist. And then sometimes for women also in the arms. So look at the back of the arm. You'll notice like the weight that, that packs on that is kind of um, bumpy. I want to say that is a very specific type of cortisol um, stress um, stress reaction in the body. And there were there was a, a lady who became famous um, for her I don't know incredible body and zero fat and whatever. And she was like this huge inspiration. I think she still is. I think some people still follow her. But she's the one who came out I think a couple of years ago and said that cellulite is not actually cellulite that it's fascia and uh, I'm here to tell you that, okay, some of it might be fascia, maybe in certain circumstances, maybe for her because she's skinny as hell, so if we're seeing her fascia and it's bumpy, then maybe that's what it is. But cortisol, stress, um, you know, what's going on, obviously, in the gut, in the stomach, that is responsible for your cellulite. Cellulite is a real thing. Cellulite is, is yucky, sticky, yellow fat that sticks to, okay, so legs, whatever, but in the stomach, then it becomes visceral fat. Then that fat starts to surround the organ. So your stomach is basically just having a heyday in there, being out of balance. It's like if you think about the uh, the Mucinex commercials, okay, you know, where they have, like, the big green guys and they're setting up shop and they're so hard to get rid of. So think of it like that. And then think of it as everything feeding off of, of one another and creating this biofilm. So the biofilm lives in the villi, okay, the biofilm lives down in here. And if you don't have anything to go in and physically scrub that out, like good foods, fiber, herbs, certain supplements, sometimes you even need pharmaceuticals to get that bad. If you've got parasites down in here, if you've got your candida down in here, if you've got other, you know, protozoa and eggs and all the things down in here, they're byproducts, eggs, feces. Yeah, they, they mate in there, they poop in there. It does that. It happens. It's gross. It lives down in here, okay? So you think you've got these these all think of the Mucinex commercial, okay? And you've got all that living like in towers and cities in your villi. So your gut important is so or your gut health is so important. So important. 
So, um, so the spinal and vagal pathways, I'll go back to that, are directly affected. So your vagus nerve, I don't know if you're familiar with the vagus nerve, but it's the largest nerve in the body. It runs from the base of the spine and it connects to every single organ in the body. That nerve itself is so important to, to work on. If there's a block in that, just think of it as like a river. If your river is not flowing correctly, then you know, you're going to have dams build up, right? You're going to have crap build up because it's not filtering right. So you think about you know, these rivers and they've got dams built because the beavers build them or whatever. They like to catch that stuff. They like to live in that muck, right? So this is basically your body's beavers building dams. You don't want that. You want smooth flow in your river, in your whole your life flow of energy. You want that. If you've got those blocks, it's going to be hard to heal from almost anything, almost anything at all. And I do a lot of work um, when I work with biofeedback and quantum biophysics and quantum medicine, which is what I'm getting my doctorate in. We work a lot with the vagus nerve, and um, scientific studies have showed this, the speed of healing, you know, pretty much for any condition once the vagus nerve has been addressed. So they, they speak directly to those specific pathways, the, spinous, the spinal column and um, the vagus, the vagal pathways. Um, and then, uh, let's see, this leads to, or I said this, an increase in cortisol from the pituitary and adrenals. So we're also finding that the adrenal glands, there's something called adrenal fatigue. It is really actually not adrenal fatigue. It's the HPA access, and it's directly related to what is going on in your stomach, what your stomach has to filter, what your kidneys have to filter. In turn, you know, obviously your adrenal glands, I don't know if you know this, but they sit right on top of the kidneys and they are communicating all the things. So if you have, if you feel like you're burning out and you just, you know, have no idea why you're so tired all the time, it could be because of adrenal fatigue, but most likely that has been coming from something that's been going on in the stomach for a really long time that's been unrecognized or unaddressed. Hold on a second, I have to do something here. Um, I'm gonna extend the show. Yes, not done. All right, so. <clears throat> Someone asked earlier about tests, and then I believe they said that I don't answer. I'm sorry, I was on a was on a tangent. So obviously, the foods that you eat are very important. You want to eat as much fiber as possible. Um, I know that there has been a recommended daily um, intake of fiber, but I am now finding that I am recommending well over that to my clients, well over it. Um, pretty much for anything, at least for the first month or two, um, you know, because we really want to clean things out a lot, like we want to really clean things out. If it's a very serious uh, case, then we'll do coffee enemas. I'll clean them out with some extreme things like wormwood, uh, black seed oil, lots of different things. Everyone is different. So before you take my advice, just I, I suggest either getting consult with me or a healthcare professional that will test for these things. So you want to test for, you wanna do a fecal sample for sure. There is a lab that I like called Salvio that I use, um, and only a healthcare professional can order from, from these people, so we'll find someone who can order from them. Um, they test for all the things. For, so for Candida is a huge one. They test for all of the big, well, the, the major parasites and the smaller ones. So we all have parasites, right? So don't get freaked out. We all have some type of parasite. Um, it, it comes from water. It comes from... Pork. pork is the most parasitic meat that you could possibly eat more than raw fish, but it does come from raw fish. It comes from all kinds of things, soil. Um, and so there is just, 
thank you for that one. Um, anyway, and so, you know, it tests for all those different types of species, and it, it's, it's more than just, you know, there's bacteria, there's all different kinds. So um, I, I think it's a little bit too much to go into, but if you have an, an overgrowth of, of candida, let's just say that one, it's a huge one. Everybody has candida for a certain reason, okay, and I won't get into why because it's kind of, kind of dark. But our bodies have candida for, our, candida decomposes things, let's just say that. So if there, candida also really loves sugar and processed starches. So if you're eating too much sugar, you get exposed to a little bit of candida, you already have it in your body. So this is one of the things in particular, it's the organic acid inside the body. So you don't even have to be exposed to it from anything. You have it already. And if you feed it with a lot of sugar, a lot of bread, pastas, processed shit like that, cakes, candy, if you have a sweet tooth, it's more than likely because of candida. But you're, you're feeding that, and it's just keep going on and on. Yes, it's real life. Um, um, Joe, I'll answer that question in just a second about the niacin. Um, so it, you're perpetuating that. You're overgrowing the candida. Okay, so if you think about it, if candida is purpose, candida albicans, there's all different kinds of strains of candida. I'm talking about albicans and a few more that are more prominent. If you think that candida's main function in the body as a bacteria is to decompose things, what do you think is going on inside of your stomach? Your stomach is essentially eating away at your body and telling your body that you need sugar in order to do that. That causes leaky gut. So if you're in a byproduct of candida is another type of alcohol sugar. So, and it's, it's kind of rare, but I'm seeing it more and more. Um, alcohol sugar in, in the stomach can make a, a person feel tired all the time. Think about it. You're, you're kind of exposed to a steady stream of alcohol at all times in your body, even though it's an organic alcohol. I guess most, I guess most alcohol is. Uh, you're being exposed to that you know, constantly. So people are really tired, brain fog, headaches, can't sleep, can't wake up. I mean, there is, candida causes so many different issues. So it also, again, it has byproducts. So you want to look for those byproducts as well. It's so much more than just looking at a, if you go to your doctor and you say, okay, Ashley Rogers, this naturopath said that I need to check for candida. They're going to either do a candida IgG, IgE, or IgA. You can do all three of those. Most doctors will only do one. Uh, but you need more than that. You need you need the fecal sample. You need to see how much sugar, how much of the byproduct, um, how much of the die-off is coming out, if at all. Um, and all of those have very specific, you know, names, and they're not always the same on every test. That's why it's a little bit hard for me to explain. But aside from just like the fecal sample, you can do you can do blood work. Antibodies for candida, antibodies for parasites, antibodies for even mycotoxins. Mycotoxins can tell you what kind of environmental stress, environmental things you've been taking in, you're breathing in chemicals, spores, molds, allergens, things like that. So your body, your blood will have the antibodies for that. So you want to get that as well. So it's good to get a fecal, an antibody, and then you want to do a good inflammation workup. Because if your stomach is, um, thank you, thank you. Um, so... Oh my gosh, distraction. Um, so you want to see leaky gut, okay? If you have leaky gut and all of these um, things, undigested foods, you know, other, 
bacteria from the intestines, all of these things are running now in the bloodstream. So you want to get a good look at inflammation, fecal matter, uh, blood test antibodies, certain antibodies, and um, you know, probably pretty good workup of your CDC level because it'll give you a good idea of how your monocytes your white blood cells and your red blood cells are, are reacting. And it will also tell you if your body has gone into having an autoimmune reaction. So autoimmune as well as the mental aspect of things are something that we see really big in people with gut dysbiosis. So it starts there and it starts to affect you mentally and then it starts to, you know, kind of dr drive the way that your habits are then, you're eating, your you know, addictions, your whatever it might be, it can, it can act as like a, a car to drive those things, and it can drive you right into more serious things. It can drive you right into autoimmune. It can drive you right into, um, you know, more serious um, diseases. Um, we're seeing, you know, more cancers and things like that related to overgrowth of things in the stomach. So you want to be very careful. You want to be cognizant of these things. And I hope that I don't tell you these, that when I tell you these things, it's, it's not to scare you at all. I want you to guys, you guys to have the good information. I want you to, you know, want to be proactive in, in these things. Um, and as far as the question about the niacin or niacinamide, you have to be very careful. Like, do not go to CVS or Rite Aid or um, I would say don't even go to Whole Foods or Sprouts. I have a dispensary where it's professional grade products and everything comes directly from, you know, doctors and clinically created um, things because the niacinamide itself alone is very powerful, but there's a couple of other ingredients that you're going to need for your body to convert to have the um, to the uh, the byproducts we're looking for, kind of like the catalysts that help you know convert the the um, ingredients in each thing. So I like um, a couple of different companies for the niacinamide. So if you want, I have a dispensary and I have a discount on some things. I can put you in my dispensary and then um, it'll just be shipped directly to you. So just message me after this, um, either email me at ashley at socalnaturalhealth.com or find me on Instagram and message me there. And I'm happy to find you some niacinamide that's the correct dosage and um, get it from a dispensary so you're not just getting some shit, you know, supplement that has all these fillers and it's really not going to do what it's supposed to do anyways. If you're really serious about quitting um, and about detoxing and getting healthy, then, you know, message me and I would love to help you in any way that I can. Um, okay, any other questions? Let me wrap up with more questions. So the testing is important. Um, there are supplements, there are herbs. What I love the most about, <laughs> uh, what I love most about um, herbs, no herbalist, is that they are so powerful at killing the stuff in your stomach and without harmful side effects, you know? Um, you know, there is a die-off process and, and sometimes that stuff, you know, is a little bit annoying and painful, but they are so powerful with no side effects, and I love herbs. So some herbs I love for just general cleansing of the gut and some intense cleansing of the gut. Um, milk thistle, nettle, uh, wormwood, cat's claw. Um, I like the ones that really get in, as I was telling you before, that biofilm, the biofilm that likes to live in here and create all the things and nothing can move and budge. Um, those are some really great ones for that. Um, something else you'll want to make sure that you're doing is, of course, vitamin D and the B vitamins, a B, good B complex. Um, anytime you're working on your stomach, you need those B vitamins. Those B vitamins are going to be so important to the healing of the stomach. Um, 
and all the things. Because yes, we want to we want to kill those things and we want to detox and cleanse. Say, for instance, you have something that's causing some mental things in your stomach and you want to cleanse those out. But a lot of people take the detox route as you take everything away from the body. Whereas I, I like to detox every day. So I'm helping my people detox every day. But the best way to detox we're finding is not taking away. It's actually nourishment. So giving the body the correct minerals and vitamins that it needs is going to uh, provide better results as far as your detox. Because there's phase one, which is, yes, cleaning. There's phase two, which is nourishing and bringing back in antioxidants and um, all the, the nutrients and things that the body needs to, you know, to bind and detox. And then there's phase three, obviously, which is uh, elimination. So what's the best way to do that? You know, for you, is it sweat? Is it bowel movements? Is it making sure you're peeing a lot? You know, so everybody's different, like I said. Um, and the best outcomes is that you are just, you know, you're balancing your gut. And you are, hi, David, and you are healthy and happy. And there's just so much to be said about, you know, what the environment of your stomach and, and the stress signals that it sends to the brain. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of you on here can relate to, um, like, oh, my, when I get anxious, I get, you know, the, the butterflies or the bubbles in my stomach. And, um, you know, and, and I don't I don't know, it makes me really nauseous. And I, just, I get anxiety, like, like, I feel like it's the end of the world. And that is just, that is, that is an overload of the bi-directional communication going on between the stomach and, and the head. So yes, meditation, we can get into a little bit of energetic stuff. Meditation is going to be great for that as well. You know, tra training your mind to know that, you know, things is not, things are not dire and, you know, how to really breathe into a situation and not let yourself get scared and worried and beat yourself up. And also that, you know, you can overcome cravings and you can overcome the stuff that's going on in your stomach. So meditation is great. And then the next best step is changing your food. Yeah, bacon is tasty, but bacon is, ugh. Um, you know, it, maybe maybe we need to cut back on quite a few meats, you know, um, you know, fresh, whole food, fresh seafood for a little while. You know, so it really is dependent on the person. It's dependent on, um, you know, ancestry. I had people do some research. What did your ancestors eat? How much disease did your ancestors have? You know, I really like to do that kind of research as well. Um, get out and play in the dirt, play in the sunshine, get dirty. Whatever environment that you live in, you need to be immune to it. So get out and, you know, get in the soil, and that's going to help build your bacteria on the outside, on your skin, and on the inside as well. You know, eat local food, eat local organic honey, eat local organic vegetables and things that have come from your own soil, from your own soil in your ground. And, if, and I know I'm in California, so I have a luxury of that. But, you know, if you're in another place, but may not have the luxury of it, just try to find a local like farmer's market or whatever. But trust me, that part is so important. And then work with someone to get the test done. If you think it's something severe, <clears throat> like I said, we're going to do fecal, um, fecal uh, organism test. We're going to do antibody tests. We're going to do an inflammation test. And we're going to do a CDC to make sure, you know, the, that your body's immune response is working fine. So, um, and those are just four main. There might be others that I would add or that a professional healthcare a uh, person who knows what they're doing might add as well. Um, but, yeah, so as always, you guys, please always work with a health professional. If you have any questions at all, you can always reach out to me. As of right now, my initial consultations are always free. I work with people virtually and in office. So if you're in SoCal, so Southern California, you can come to me in office. If you want a virtual um, consult, we can do that as well to try to get you on the right track. I come up with programs and individualized, you know, uh, protocols for every individual. No two people are the same. 
You guys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, I have Dr. Nicole Para, who on Instagram is d.holistic.psychologist, and she is the shit, and I am so excited to have her on next week. I can't even tell you. I'm, I am just so thrilled. So she's on next Wednesday. Um, probably won't be live, but we'll be doing um, – I'll be recording it, and then I'll be posting it on iTunes, and it will go on YouTube as a video as well. And if you don't follow her, go do that now. She is honestly, uh, she's so good. And I, I love her work and I'm just, I'm so excited. So thank you guys. I love you all very much. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you need me, I'm only an email or a message away. And I will see you guys. Well, I guess I won't see you guys, but I will be posting for you guys next week a really great show. So I hope you can tune into that as well. Okay. Have a great rest of your week. And if you need anything, let me know. Bye guys.